to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast. Featuring Amanda Keen and Kirsten Kotsian. The views, comments, statements, and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the official position of the Salvation Army. Welcome to the Barracks Podcast, everybody. Um, so far, we have done two episodes. This is episode three. Yes, episode three of season two. Those. Yes. (laughs) For you Spanish speakers out there. (laughs) Sorry, I just, that's (laughs) one of my very few words of Spanish, and I like to just use it when I have an opportunity. It's her only word of Spanish. That's great. Um, I'm not going to tell you what other words I know. So, how are we feeling about season two? I am... I, for one, am loving season two. So our previous episode was Bailey. How awesome was that? Um, I also have... (laughs) Nate's nodding. (laughs) Um, I'm also... I'm going to call... You know how when you're watching the Friends show? The Friends show? The Friends? As it's referred to, the Friends show. The Friends show? Okay, you know, I don't appreciate the friend that. show. <laughs> How yes. dare you come on to our podcast and mock the co-host? Hey. <laughs> I think you kind of opened yourself up to that, but yeah, it's been a agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the whole point I was trying to make about the friend show um, is that they have their episodes are like the one where blah blah blah, you know, mm-hmm, like the one mm-hmm. where Joey made a fool of himself i don't know i just made that up but bailey's episode is going to be the one where kiri wept the entire time yeah i couldn't talk because everything she was saying i was crying about so (laughs) it was awful it was awesome i mean it was good but it was bad it was (laughs) especially from me being the one that is traditionally known to tear up a tad it was, I didn't even cry at all. She didn't gonna, shed a single tear. I'm going to make you cry in this episode. That's my goal. <laughs> I, I, okay. You might be successful. But, but it made me feel really bad as a human being because both Amanda and Bailey were like really nice to me about the fact that I was crying. Like one, they didn't make fun of me. They weren't teasing me about it. But like every time Amanda cries, I start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> This is coming from Nate, who laughs at the worst times. Let's just yeah. Wait, hey, Nate, do you remember that one time when <laughs> you threw that key out of the van that was moving down the highway <laughs> no. <laughs> at like fifty miles an hour? <laughs> but it sounds like something I would do. Did you make that up? Is this true? This episode is now it's 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 shifting from self doubt in ministry to let's tell all the stories about <laughs> to, Nate. It's to reasons about- I definitely shouldn't be in ministry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Right, the yeah. reasons for the self doubt in ministry. Hang on <laughs> to the next topic. Oh boy! Whoops. So this is a great segue to introduce Nate. If you didn't know who the man was talking on this, well, it it was Nate. It's Nate Irvin. <laughs> Everybody. It has been Hi. We're really glad you're here, Nate. Glad to be here. Nate is our friend. 
He's our friend most days. Hey. Um, no, I'm kidding. All days. He's our friend. And here's the thing. This is this is what <laughs> this is what the world wants to know. Oh, what? Wait, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really set that question up and didn't do world, anything. The world wants to know what is happening in your life, Nate. Oh We're gosh. at Metro <laughs> DHQ for how many years? Too many years. Was it a Eleven. decade? It was oh. over a decade. Wow, it was over you're a so decade. Old. I am. And now you are no longer there. I'm where not. are you, Nate? Tell us where you are. Currently, I am in uh, the Bayview neighborhood of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, from our apartment. Uh, but yeah, we we just moved up here. Um, let's see. I, we moved up not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. So it hasn't been two weeks yet. It's fresh. And, yeah. And then I started my new job, which I'm sure we'll get into later, uh, on Monday, two days later, which was a bad idea. Um, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You're ambitious. Uh, but yeah, I was at Metro DHQ for 11 years um, and uh, 13 years in total in Metro um, Division uh, doing youth ministry, um, a year and a half at the, what was the Mount Greenwood Corps and uh yeah shout out um and then that slowly became the blue island Corps. and after being a year and a half there doing youth stuff i went to dhq for what i thought was going to be three months and i didn't even want to do it at first but um people and the lord convinced me um and uh, ended up being there for 11 years so um, <laughs> let's 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 review that for a second though so you're like, oh, I don't want to do this at all, but I'll do it for three months. And then yeah. 11 years later, you moved. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's basically it. Um, no, funny. so, yeah. No, I, I was I was working at the Mount Greenwood Court and uh, Eric Himes, who had the job at DHQ before me. That's right. Yeah, he was there for uh, probably, I don't know, three years or so, something like that. and. Um, when he moved to THQ in uh, February of 2008, I think was when he left or maybe shortly before that, they just wanted someone to come in to like not let certain events fall through the cracks. So like prayer and praise nights and youth councils was coming up. And at that time we also had something called youth encounter that was really coming up and they just, they wanted some in, in there and summer stuff was, you know, around the corner. So there's like, we need someone here for three months. And uh, Mark Johnson who was the DYS at the time called my boss, Josh Polanco and uh, was like, Hey, we just would like to borrow Nate. And um, yeah, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling like being an event planner, you know, and like working at DHQ. I really loved working at the core and being with kids every week and being in a local church and was yeah. really passionate about that. But Eric sat me down for um, lunch um, and really didn't convince me necessarily. He just was like, yeah, I really think you can do this job. I think you'd be great at it. whatever. Another mentor of mine, uh, Colonel Denny Phillips, um, he, uh, was, he was at DHQ at that time and was also kind of like, hey, you should do this. I think it'd be good. And so I did it for three months. And yeah, when I was 
I decided to do it. And as I was there for the three months, I really, really enjoyed what we were doing. And, you know, Metro has like that unique um, ability to gather people pretty easily. So I didn't, I didn't feel like I was isolated at a headquarters. I felt like I was still doing like on the ground stuff. Um, yeah. And then I, yeah, it was awesome. I loved being there for the, for 11 years, but for um, the last four ish, I just felt really restless in what I was doing. I felt like I'd been like, I feel like I had done the thing that I had been asked to do, you know, like I had done the job description and, and more and not like to pat myself on the back, but I felt like I was being faithful and I was just like, I need to do something different. It's time to, to grow. And for whatever reason, like those, that wasn't being allowed to happen where I was. And I sought out other opportunities for a couple of years and the Lord was never like um, releasing me. I never felt released from Metro until um, last year. And we started, um, I don't know if you want me to keep talking about like my story and how we got to Milwaukee. This is kind of a long answer to your question of where where am I right now? But um, (laughs) uh, yeah, I, um, it all kind of started with a, a, um, on a whim, we were on vacation last November, 2018, um, here in, uh, Texas and just outside of Houston and, um, called the majors merit where DC's here in the, uh, WOM division and just kind of was like, Hey, what, you know, my, uh, wife's family is from Sheboygan area. Just curious if you guys have anything up there and not that we like, we weren't trying to move just to be closer to family. It's not really what our MO is, but we were it was just kind of a seeing what would happen, yeah. you know. And over the um, the following like six months or so, um, it was very apparent that what started with like a "we'll see what happens" sort of thing um, really evolved into time and time again the Lord confirming, "This is where I want you to go," and like really powerful ways through prayer some uh prophetic words uh from various sources different people and people and the crazy thing was people that like i didn't really know and like certainly never knew before i even had reached out to the merits um which is crazy to me it wasn't people that like i'd known for a long time the world was using people that like i had just met (laughs) Mm, (laughs) Uh, or had very little interaction with um people like katie and mitch loose shout out and um captain pam mayner who is amazing and uh so yeah that's the kind of the long version of it but um i'm a milwaukee county chaplain and city mission coordinator which is a really long title and yeah that's what i'm doing that's awesome i'm excited for you we miss you in metro I'm, of course, you would leave once I come back, but. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fine. Couldn't have planned it out any perfectly. Perfect year, <laughs> whatever that is. Right. Any perfecter. <laughs> well, <laughs> but what's, what's nice is they're, like, a little bit closer to me, so that's, that's True. cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, dude, I could, I could have just driven to Milwaukee today. That would have been so and fun. And I could have been at your house. Yeah, like, I was like, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> I know. Oh, well. Too bad. Sure. You know, all my friends move away. That's fun. Yep. <laughs> yep. Great. <laughs> I'm not upset about that at all. Um, 
<laughs> Gary State. <laughs> Michigan is taking my, or not Michigan. Where are you? Wisconsin is taking my <laughs> Okay. On that note, let's talk about some self-doubt. Who's excited mm. about that? Man, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? It's so funny. It's not funny. It's not. I don't know why I said funny. But like today has been such a day of like, what the crap am I doing? <laughs> and who gave me any, like, who did this? I know, like, what <laughs> were they in charge of a court? Like, do they really know me? Because if they did, they'd be like, Amanda, I don't know what they'd say. I don't know. But it's just been like a day of like, I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's so much that has to be done and, like, so much potential. And this core is super amazing and, like, could grow. I, like, I just have vision for it. But I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I'm the right person for this. This is, like, too much. Are we? Um, are you a captain? Yes, I am. Captain America. Yeah, okay. Oh, the <laughs> funny story is that somebody left a voicemail uh, for me on my phone and she started to say Captain America and then started cracking up on <laughs> the voicemail because she's like and she literally said oh my gosh i just almost said captain america and she just <laughs> like amazing. laughed for like 20 seconds anyway um but transitioning into self-doubt this is this is not something that we typically like would come on to a podcast and be like let's talk about this you know mm. like it's a little vulnerable it's kind of like a bummer you know um <laughs> But Sorry. It's <laughs> right, right. But like, it's something that we all experience, right? Like as humans, um, I just think, yeah, like as humans, we all, there's self-doubt. And then you add in uh, ministry uh, day to day, and there's so much to like doubt about ourselves. Um, so Nate, I guess our first question is, just kind of go deeper. Why do you think that we rarely talk about this? And why do you think it's important that we do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I first want to say, I'm not, I don't want to be, um, I think sometimes I get can um, pigeonholed or labeled as someone who can be overly critical of the Salvation Army <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. Um, and I just want to say as a disclaimer, I'm not trying to be, um, negative. I think being critical and being negative aren't the same thing. You can be critical and, and out of love because you want to improve something, not because you just want right. to be a turd. You know, I'm not trying to be that guy. Um, so just to put that out there. Uh, so I'm an Enneagram one. I'm a perfectionist. And part of that is being a, ref a reformer. So I like to reform things and make things better that's part of my nature anyways yeah so to your question um yeah when we first started talking about self-doubt the things that kind of came to mind is I, I wondered if um you know, we what one of the reasons why we don't openly talk about self-doubt I wonder is because uh if because of how our worship is built and the liturgy that we have and I know that what I'm about to say doesn't necessarily reflect every local core every local core is different right. but especially like territorial or divisional gatherings or maybe even some core uh our liturgy is um sometimes 
couched in a culture that strives to look good. Um, we um, are very appearance based, you know, whether it's um, yeah. our cultural appearances with uniforms, gatherings look really polished, everything is prim and proper, you know, I, and, and man, I've talked to a lot of people from different places that um, kind of share their stories about how uh, that specifically a culture of appearance and, um, can be so damaging to people, especially young people who are trying to like figure out what does it mean to exist in this church? You know, that can be so hard right. for them to figure it out. But just even our, our liturgy about like different songs that we sing, like we don't really embrace lament or, or doubt or kind of these um, more, I guess, depressing themes that we would certainly find in scripture, but we don't find them in things like our songbooks, you know? And like, um, I remember singing a song um, recently. Like, but, outside, happy all the time, that one. No, but yes, <laughs> that's <laughs> one of them. But no, this one's like a, in the songbook, um, the chorus says, uh, we'll all shout hallelujah as we march along the way. We sing, we will sing redeeming love with the shining host above and with Jesus we'll be happy all the day. I don't know if you guys Amen. have heard that one before. <laughs> I never cry. I'm never sad. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, I remember hearing that and just being like, does any, is anyone like everyone who's singing these words is lying at the same time? Because like, we're all, none of us are happy all the time. It's just like, not even true, you know? Right. And, and so we have this liturgy that's just like, we're going to be happy all the time. We're triumphant. We're winning the world for Jesus. And at the same time, when we look at like, um, like really what's in front of us, like our circumstances, it doesn't reflect that liturgy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that I think is, I think is one reason we, our liturgy, our culture, we don't like, I've never heard a, a salvation army leader necessarily stand up in front of people and talk about how things aren't okay. Yeah. Whether it's our own culture internally or whatever it is, we, we, yeah, I, I don't know. That's just been my experience. And so I think we need to make room for, for doubt. We need to make room for lament in our worship. I mean, that's biblical. That's, we could talk about more, talk about that more, but it's certainly biblical um, to do that. Yeah, man, that's that's some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) No, but for real, like for real, like that's all true. It's, um, I think you said this uh, culture of appearances. Mm-hmm. You say that um mm-hmm. and that like that part really resonated with me um mm-hmm. and you know it's like the small things where like even for example today put up on my facebook status like that moment where you don't know if like zero people are going to come or a ton of people are going to come and like sometimes it's zero but like those are the, those aren't the things that we see on Facebook. Like we don't. Right. Oh, hey guys! Like here's an empty room, and I've got zero. Be like, it's just me. Like, right. now what we're seeing is like the look. I had 500 people here at my core, and like not in. Again, and everyone's lifting their hands. Right, and like 500 yeah. people got saved or something. That would be awesome. I don't usually hear about that. But some anyway. of them for the second or fiftieth time. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but no, but for real, like a lot of times as a kid. Hashtag Wesleyanism. All right. (laughs) 
gosh, that's another podcast. Um, so, but like, yeah, this culture of appearances, it's like, we're always putting our best forward yeah. in, you know, what we're posting and what we're saying and mm. what we're doing and what we're wearing. Like, and it seems like there just isn't like, there's not, where is the safe place? Where is the safe atmosphere to say, listen, guys, I don't know what in the world I'm doing. I feel a bit like I'm drowning in this ministry or in my mm-hmm. career or in my personal life or like, mm-hmm. like wh- where, like, where is that safe place? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, like mm-hmm. everything you said, yes. Like it, we have to, we have to talk about these things. Um, and that kind of leads us into this next question. Um, so it sounds like in order to create spaces where we can be honest about our self-doubt, there needs to be a culture shift, right? Now, this is, this is hard. Shifting culture is very difficult. Um, but I think there's got to be some steps, right? So, Nate, what do you think this could practically look like, uh, whether that's in a core or in a larger mm. army setting? Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you have to say about that? Boom. Boom. Culture <laughs> shifts. Yeah, I mean, so, <sighs> okay, so maybe the elephant in the room just with, like, a culture of appearance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is, is probably uniform, right? That's kind of the elephant in the room with some of that stuff, especially with big gatherings. And Ooh. I don't want to. But a lot ahead. of people are talking about it on Facebook right now. Okay. So it's not quite as much of an elephant anymore. Like a, That's true. It's like people are like, bing, 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 opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. opinion, opinion. Although I had voiced an opinion and then like, it was like dog pile on Kirsten. I was like, I'm out of this group. Peace. Because you use the word manifesto. Um, How can I help? I can't help myself. I get excited. <laughs> oh my god! I did not see. And it this anymore. is the episode where we all get in trouble and uh, manifesto manifest. <laughs> I want to read that manifesto. I haven't oh, actually boy. written it. I just was suggesting <laughs> that we might come up with one. <laughs> that laugh was extra loud (laughs) anyway going back to what you're saying Nate (laughs) yeah yes Um, again I'm not trying to be overly critical negative whatever but I don't I don't I don't know honestly what the the right thing to say is or the right thing to do is with the, with that when it comes to gathering for events and uniforms, but um, I don't know. It just seems to me like it's not, um, seems to me like we're doing it because it's what we've always done and it's, we're not evaluating whether or not it's like the right thing, if it's effective, especially when it's like something like commissioning, whatever. Um, yeah. Who is that for? What What is that for? Um, and is it effective for meeting what we're trying to do when we're we're trying to worship together? Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I'm not answering this question super well, but I, I feel like um, at a local level, I mean, I think I think leaders 
think we should just be more honest and more transparent about where we, you know, where we're failing and, and or where we're just not doing well places we need to grow. You know, it, that can happen both on a denominational level and also at a, on a personal level for leaders to kind of be more tra- transparent about those things. But, you know, like, I, you know, I'm thinking about like all the times I've seen either, um, end of year reports that have all the numbers about like the stats of we've served 17 million meals this year. And we also, you know, uh, sent this many kids to camp and it's all like the amazing things. And, and or, you know, like at commissioning when we have like the annual, this is how much our division race for world services. And then we like shoot off fireworks and stuff, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. Glitter cannons. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's just, it's, it's weird to me. And and then we don't necessarily spend time um, talking about ways that being honest and transparent about ways we need to grow things that we need to talk about elephants in the room that um, we're just um, pretending will resolve the, on their own, you know, hoping will just go away at some point. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And I think, I think just kind of alluding to what you're talking about, like no one's posting the picture of like, hey, no one showed up to my program tonight and here's a selfie of me in an empty room. You know, it just embracing more from a personal uh, standpoint, being more... Yeah, I mean, I have plenty to... of examples of failure, but I really don't like... First of all, I don't like sharing. I mean, half the time yeah. I don't even sh- share my happy pictures. Sure. So, but it is yeah. definitely like the sad pictures. I kind of feel bad because I feel like people will feel even worse than I do about the failure. (laughs) (laughs) Like, so I'll, this is a, a, this is not a ministry related fail. Oh gosh. I'm not sure I want to share this, but I did share on my Instagram. I put a picture up one time about a thing that wasn't happening in my life. And they're like sad face. People like did like sad faces and like, and then I just like felt really bad because like if I were to post every time like something wasn't happening, it could get really, really sad. Like, cause that would be like every day or like, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if we only post about the times that we failed, that could be like a daily post of failure. Mm-hmm. And that could yeah. be even worse than sharing just the highlights. <laughs> Because yeah. then you're like, wow, everyone's failing constantly. <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> we need a balance, right? Yeah. Something in the middle. Yeah. I guess. Well, like, could it be like, you know how they say if someone says something mean to you, they have to say seven nice things? So, like, maybe for every seven successes, you have to post one fail? Hmm? Mm. Who knows? Just, just an idea. <laughs> yeah. Solution done. Solved. Okay. Problem. Hey, this has been a great episode. All right. Well, no more problems. See ya. Bye. Oh, sorry. I'm not we're not on I'm not on script anymore, am I? No, I don't know what the script is. <laughs> um you know, man, this is like such a big thing. <laughs> like failure. No, I'm trying to figure out how I want to say it. It's like, I like really don't, and I'm not, I'm not even being like silly. Like (laughs) really half of the time, more than that, probably. 
I really don't know what I'm doing. Mm. Like genuinely, like I've been to training, right? This is a whole nother pot or like episode, but like went to training for two years, learned some stuff. Awesome. Did ministry before that, learned some stuff. Awesome. Got on the field, been in a couple different appointments, three, four. It's my fourth appointment. Learned some stuff. And I still don't know what the heck I'm doing Mm -hmm. normally. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, it, and I don't want to say that this is like a generational thing, but sometimes it feels that way. Like only because the people in leadership are older, like they're of an older generation. Like that's kind of just where we're at right now (laughs) Um, in our culture, in this Salvation Army. and kind of like Nate, what you were saying about like, I don't clearly as a Salvation Army, we have got, we have got some things going on. That's not the best. Like Mm -hmm. we're not, we're, we're like doing the most and not the most good. Right. Like our Mm -hmm. new slogan, like this is not, this is not, no, but like in everybody listening out here, we, I think you all know us, you know, our hearts, you know, the mission of this podcast it's we are like we love the salvation army like all of us that's why we're here that's why we're doing what we do yeah um but yeah like we do need to look at what's going on critically this is not a negative thing this is just we're we're not doing all the best things and we we don't hear that expressed and then i'm just kind of like so is everybody else just like got this like do they know what they're doing like right. and I'm over here uh, drowning and like trying not to, you know, be cold and short with a 20th client who's walked into my building. Like, does everybody else got something and know things that I don't, you know? And that's what happens when we, we don't talk about this stuff is like, we all think that we're alone in this. We all think we're screwing up. We all think we're failures we're all like stuck in this self-doubt. And I think we'll get to a point where we talk about like self-doubt, I think is a good thing sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like we, we have to kind of embrace that and process through that. But like we rob ourselves of so much when we just like, we're not vulnerable and we're not mm-hmm. transparent and we're not like expressing some of these things, mm-hmm. you know? and. Mm-hmm. I want the Salvation Army to grow and flourish. Like I, mm-hmm. I want that. I want that. You know, yeah. um, I don't know if we can get there without having a good, honest look at like what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. kind of looking inward and saying, where, where are we screwing up? Like, where are we failing? Like, where is self doubt like something we really need to lean into and process so that we can like fully rely and follow on the one who Mm -hmm. is going to get us out of this mess, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So this is important. Like Mm -hmm. it's important for us, like for our ministries, it's important for the army, like Mm -hmm. as a whole. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. Um, Hmm. The next thing. Yeah. I I was just going to say like, 
something I've been thinking about, and this is not in the script, this is off script, but something that um, I've been thinking about for a few months in terms of like why it's important to, why it is so important and so critical for us to embrace doubt and to run towards a doubt and not, you know, because my tendency when I doubt something, I've been experiencing this a lot the last two, a lot, last two weeks in my new job because it's a totally different thing. It's not youth ministry related. Um, I'm, I'm in new areas of ministry that I really haven't been in or haven't been in for a long time. And so I'm constantly aware of my shortcomings and aware of like things I don't know, things I don't think I can do or, you know, I'm, and I'm constantly doubting myself. And so uh, uh, last week, the Lord just really convicted me like, you know, this is, this is good. This is, um, you know, something I need to run towards and not embrace because my, uh, natural inclination is to just run the opposite direction because I, again, I'm a perfectionist, but I think human nature in general, it's, I just want to do things well. You know, I think that's most people don't want to run from things that are hard or we don't want to run towards things that are hard or difficult or whatever. But what I was trying to get at was just with um, the story of of Peter when he walks on the water and how um, oftentimes um, I've been using that, lately as kind of an illustration, a story about embracing um, something new, embracing uh, areas of doubt and, and, and being asked to do something that's stretching and whatever. And I feel like it fits a little bit, but what, so I've often viewed that story as like a, um, as a failure for Peter, you know, like he, he um, is called to walk out on the water and um, to be sure he like, he, takes his eyes off of, of Jesus and he sees the winds and the waves and everything. And he starts to sink. Um, and Jesus even says like, you have little faith, you know, Oh, you have little faith. Yeah. Um, and I've always viewed that as like, yeah, Peter, you suck. <laughs> like you, you were walking on water, but then you started to drown, you know, yeah. but like recently the Lord helped me to see, like, if, I mean, think about it. Like if that were you and you had never walked on water in your life, like you would leave that. I feel like Peter left that. Um, that what happened with like his faith having grown exponentially. I mean, he walked on water. You know what right. I mean? He would have walked away like yeah. I've never done that before. Oh, that's right. insane. You know, and like it's it's things like that where we personally, but also as an organization, as a as a church, as a culture, I feel like there's so many places, so many areas where the Lord is just like calling us and saying, "Hey." get out of the boat. You need to walk on, you know, you need to fix your eyes on me, stop being distracted and just do the thing. Yeah. And you might fall, but Jesus didn't say to him, like, you're the worst. Uh, Stop following me. You can no longer be my disciple. Like, I think that was that, that whole thing was a win actually for Peter and, and maybe even for Jesus as, as his teacher. You know, I think he was like, yeah, he walked on water. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. And um, yeah, that's, what I've been thinking about just the last couple of weeks, but I think that applies to to us um, as an organization as well. Yes. Yeah. I, um, I was on Instagram. I follow this snowboarder who was Sean White. No. um, Wait, what? Who's that? Never mind. Okay. Emily's giving me a look. Okay. Sorry. That's funny. Um, (laughs) 
apparently everyone else here knows who that is. But, so this snowboarder that I follow, he's from Japan, and he was like posting about Travis Rice, and he was saying something about Wabi Sabi. I was like, what is Wabi Sabi? So I looked it up, and it has to do with like impermanence and imperfection and like stuff like that. And it like resonated so good with me. I was like, this is my religion. Wabi Sabi. Like, <laughs> Sorry, guys. So you converted. I'm, I'm not sure I can be a Christian anymore because I really believe in Wabi Sabi now. But I, wow. my name, I'm still a Christian because Jesus is the only one who saves me. Look at, I gotta stick with that. Like, I don't <laughs> want, I, I, I want to be with Jesus. But the Wabi Sabi part is like embracing imperfection and knowing like nothing is perfect, nothing is finished. Um, like that, that kind of thing of like, so I think it kind of relates to like the self-doubt and the failure and like kind of, instead of trying to hide those things, like instead of trying to hide failure, instead of trying to be more confident to cover up for the self-doubt, kind of like being like, this is who I am right now. This is who God has made me so far. God's not done. Like Mm -hmm. this is as far as I've come. God will take me somewhere else in the future. But like, this is who I, I am who I am right now. And this is what you get. And I'm doing my best or I'm doing almost my best or I'm just doing, (laughs) I'm doing doing some good or maybe I'm not doing that good. (laughs) Who knows? But like, I am who I am. This is who I'm going to be. And I don't know, but I think (laughs) it's just about like, be it, like being not even content necessarily like but knowing like hey i'm still hungry for more like i still want to grow mm-hmm. i still want to do better and that's okay too and like i don't know i'm not really i don't i think i like circled around and maybe like went back to the front of the thought and then up and down but you know what, you know what i'm saying guys mm-hmm. <laughs> but, i think uh, Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kiri. <laughs> Zane, cut that out. No. <laughs> no, wait, leave my rambling, please. I'm just kidding. Who are we kidding? Zane is not cut anything out of the other. I was gonna say how much pro- how much post production is there really in the Barracks podcast? Is this actually no. are is this already uh, is are we just live streaming this podcast? <laughs> this is already out there. <laughs> it's published. It's actually already published. Oh wow. <laughs> Listen so, now on iTunes. <laughs> you guys are quick. Mm. We're awesome. Um, we're not even sure if this is actually recording. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Yeah, we're not that. I and I'm still worried about that too. I'm like, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty worried. But like, maybe it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But the thing that okay, so the thing bringing this back to topic, um, you know. Nate started. Sorry, I started throwing things. Um, I knew it. I told everybody that you throw things when you're mad. We're like trying to act like that never happens. Uh, back to what uh, Nate was saying initially about his Enneagram one ness um, and just that critical piece. I think probably a lot of us at some point um have been like we're just hard on ourselves 
you know, like we're, uh, Carrie might not be, she has a puzzled look on her face. So maybe she's the only one. <laughs> um, but I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, not. I'm so goosey. <laughs> no, man. I'm like holding myself up to like all of these expectations that I have put on myself that the army has put on me expectations that I perceive the army has of me, but they really don't like mm -hmm. expectations that they have of me that I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> there's mm -hmm. just so many. And I am like, I am so, I'm just like hard on myself. And I think about the love of God and how God is not looking at me in the same way that I look at myself um, because his thoughts are not the same as my thoughts. Like what's that thing? You know what I'm saying? It's a but Bible like, verse. That Bible verse that is, it's in the Bible. Just go on Bible gateway. <laughs> Someone was texting me and then I got distracted. <laughs> was, it, was it God? <laughs> God's thought something. It's not. And then um, press enter and it'll pop up. <laughs> this is for the like, listeners. The listeners can do that. But like, here's the thing. You know, I, and Nate, you're a dad, right? Yes, True. you're a dad. You got Judah. And I'm not a parent, but I have kids in my life that I just really love a lot. Um, and probably people listening, you can think of someone that you just love so much, right? And you don't think about them the same way. Like, so, for example, um, you know, Judah, like Nate wants Judah to grow up and be like a professional baseball player and like play for the Cubs. Right. Now I've just, but, I just I mean, said that. I'm not um, gonna, he's well on his way. I'm not going to tell him not to do that. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, what if, what if Judah tries and he doesn't make it? Like, is Nate going to love him any less? No. A little. It's like, a little. The father. Okay. Don't say those things. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> but I missed like, it. What happened? It's too bad you missed it. So, um, <laughs> but like, no, Nate is gonna love Judah. <laughs> like, Judah tried, you know, and God's love is perfect for him. And, and God's not gonna be like, or Nate's not gonna be like, I do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm yeah. not saying well because I'm, I'm getting distracted, but like, God's love is just so much and like so full and he's not like condemning us like we're doing ourselves he's not like judging us and putting all these expectations on us like we're mm -hmm. doing ourselves yeah so but what about that chisel skit <laughs> skit guys is this what we're talking about? <laughs> you know like where god's got the hammer and the chisel and he's like tap 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 <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that's still a thing. Yeah, like that's that's still a thing. Yeah, he's working on us. Does that mean like as he's chiseling, he loves us less and is like, I'm doing this because it's painful and it hurts you? Like, no. I think the love is still. What do, I, I'm confused by why you brought that up. Please explain what you mean. So like, we're not perfect, right? And God's like. Working on it. <laughs> Chisel. Welcome to the podcast today. This is. <laughs> oh man. Well, I I did spend a lot of time crying today, so. <laughs> Aww. 
Why didn't you live stream it on Facebook to be transparent? <laughs> Facebook Live. <laughs> Wait, what? You could have Facebook Live that and <laughs> like, be transparent yeah, on. <laughs> I think people would have tuned in. Uh, yeah. Thanks a lot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking about this morning while I was driving? You know, in the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> where uh Katniss <laughs> she's got the bow and the arrow and she shoots Kato to put him out of his mis his misery because he's <laughs> he's me <laughs> oh no I don't even know what's happening <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what <that? laughs> oh man! The listeners of the uh, Barracks podcast are lucky we're not in the same room. It's a miracle we made it this long. <laughs> that is for sure, because I don't know what the crap's happening. What are you talking about? What I, oh, man. What I was saying it did relate. <laughs> but at this point, I think it's too tenuous of a connection. <laughs> Maybe we, we can move on. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. This is the first time we've lost it completely. <laughs> well, I have done my job. <laughs> I did say I was going to make Amanda cry, but I didn't say how. <laughs> I am crying. So. Oh, gosh. I, I have forgotten everything that we've just talked about. Um, okay. Uh, it's well. good to laugh at ourselves, right? Yes. It's, uh, <laughs> Usually that's me. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> where do we go? <laughs> so when do we when do we record this again? <laughs> we are recording this again. <laughs> this might be real. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> I've been on point tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> Here's a quote. <laughs> that uh, Nate put on this script and then never said. Who's Sir Ken Robinson? He's in the education field. He's, if you look him up on uh, TED Talks, he's got oh. one of the, if maybe not the most viewed TED Talk on, he has a few of them on education, but the, um, he talks about revolutionize, revolutionizing the school system and what does that look like? But yeah, like, quote, sorry. Um, I said, we'll have to put that up. Once this episode yeah. comes out, we can put that up. But uh, a quote by him that we <clears throat> have on here is, if we never take risks or fail, we'll never come up with anything original or worth doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important. Um, for those of us who get, like, stuck, like, <laughs> not taking any risks because we don't want to fail, like, think about all the things we're just not doing. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's okay to fail. So ultimately, I think we've kind of 
um, answered this, but I want to just make sure that we make this clear. Do we think self-doubt is bad? No. no. I just think we need to talk about it more and just be, you know, again, I think from like even a liturgy, a worship standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, I remember teaching a workshop once about lament and self-doubt and um, I was um, using this song um, from the sing team. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on naming the song, but the, you know, the verse is like, I've lost my appetite. And oh, the flood yeah. is welling up behind my eyes. What is it? Whatever the name of that song is. I'm... It's, a psal- it's a psalm, isn't it? Yeah. Satisfied in you. That's what. Oh, the, yeah. 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 Psalm 42 or something like that. But anyways, and I was just using that. I, I put that up against some of the other songs that we sing um, in the Salvation Army. And I remember one person just kind of being like, as I read through the lyrics, like, but that sounds way too depressing. Way too right. sad. You know, and and... And I think a lot to me, that just goes to show we're just not used to doing it. We're just not used to, we're uncomfortable embracing that side. And it's going to take some time. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be weird. It's going to be messy. It's going to feel unnatural, especially because we've grown up in this, uh, or we are so accustomed to a liturgy that can be so positive and Mm -hmm. uplifting and feel good. Um, But um, man, just like, let's read the Old Testament for a little bit and you know, let's read Lamentations, let's read a lot of the Psalms, let's read whatever. You know what I mean? There's so much life and depressing stuff in Scripture that we should embrace. And I think that would go a long way for us to get rid of this baggage of is self-doubt bad? Is doubting ourselves bad? Of course not. Yeah. I think this um, <clears throat> this part in the outline, Nate, that I think that you wrote, I want to read. Um is I like the way you put it, self-doubt to a degree is a healthy and necessary part of, I think, life, but um, particularly of ministry like we're talking about. Uh, Because when we recognize our insufficiencies, we can begin to rely on the power, direction, and upside-down, backwards, yet life-giving ways of the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. Amanda. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, hers is probably... Amanda? Yeah? We missed, like, the last part of that. Last part of what? <laughs> <laughs> you quoted it. You quoted me, and then you cut. You, you were frozen. Yeah. You said holy. Holy. Holy ways of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, sorry. Um, You can hear me, right? Uh Yeah. Okay. But I I wanted to read that because I think that's a really good point. And in a lot of ways, um, ultimately, like, this isn't even really about us. Like, Mm -hmm. we need, yeah, like, let's process this self-doubt. Let's, like, really, like, let's lean into it. Realize that we're insufficient, but we are serving a more than sufficient God. Like mm-hmm. he's the one that does this mm-hmm. in us. And um, when we begin to rely on mm-hmm. not our own power, mm-hmm. uh, but on the power of the Holy spirit, like mm-hmm. that's what we want. That's yeah. what we want in ministry. I think yeah. so much of our, our problems mm-hmm. in ministry and in the Salvation mm-hmm. Army is mm-hmm. not the spirit or right. God, like right. it's us. Like, yeah. um, and we get the results that we 
that we have when we trust in ourselves and we do things that we know we can do versus running towards things that are backwards, upside down. Yeah. Ways of the spirit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of to close things, Nate, the last thing that we want to ask is uh, what encouragement or advice would you give to those who are listening who are, who are allowing self-doubt to take over mm-hmm. in their personal lives and ministry? So mm-hmm. you said that like self-doubt is like a healthy dose of that is healthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when we allow self-doubt to completely take over, like everything that we're doing, like our lives, our ministries, that becomes an issue. So what <laughs> advice or encouragement would you give to those who are allowing that self-doubt to take over their personal mm-hmm. lives and ministry? This is going to sound really cheesy, and I don't mean it to be, but just be gentle with yourself. And mm-hmm. I think I think that goes a long way, and I've had to learn that with myself uh, over the years. But just... You know, you, again, we've talked about it already, but you're going to screw up and failure is going to happen. But you have to handle yourself with care. Give yourself a pass. That goes a long way in handling failures and things that you mess up. Um, I think it's important to also have someone that you can be vulnerable about all the things that are going through your head and all the lies that you're hearing about yourself or the expectations that you put on yourself or whatever. Um, and and get that out to someone because they can easily see through how that doesn't make sense before you can sometimes, you know, the, the, the lies that we believe can be so twisted that to us, it, it seems rational. Um, but for others who are hearing it for the first time, they can help you realize like, Oh, that, that makes no sense. You know? And so I think, you know, for me, I, I share a lot of my stuff with my wife about what's, you know, the things that I'm doubting and, um, that's always super helpful. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. That's good advice. I think I keep this whole conversation. I've been thinking about fives on the Enneagram, mm. uh, which is Kiri. <laughs> I, I love a lot of fives. I have a lot of fives in my life. Um, but I think something good just to kind of close with that, like, um, Kiri kind of expressed us. She had a hard day, right? But like, she messaged me and like, we kind of talked through it. And mm. I think that's what we saw happening is like Kiri who has a hard time sometimes like processing through emotions or like being vulnerable in that way. Gotta hate it. You know, like she chose to be vulnerable and like yeah. talk to me about what was going on. And I was able to say, Hey, like what you need matters. Like, this matters and here's what's true, you know? And so not just for the fives, but like, I think especially for the fives who like have a hard time, like letting people in and like being vulnerable. Um, I need that in my life. Like people who can kind of speak that truth in. Um, but yeah, that's what the body of Christ is for, right? Like to encourage, uplift, point each other back to Jesus and Mm -hmm. the promises um, that he, he gives us. So, um, yeah. Anything else for the good of the podcast and world? No. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. I hope it's been good. Yeah. No, it has been really good. Um, here's hoping it recorded. (laughs) Let's let's hope it did because we'll be doing this again. Uh, I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. So thank you. Uh, thank you all. Um, <laughs> I did cry, so thank you. <laughs> Self-fulfilling prophecy there. <laughs>
Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, yeah, we're grateful for you tuning in every other week, and we hope that this has been beneficial to you. So um, when we upload this this episode, we'll put on some different tools or things that we have referred to. Um, I want to close with this uh, really quick. It's a question that came through. If you um, have subscribed to, what is it called? Kindred? The Kindred Collective. The Kindred Collective. This is specifically for women. Um, uh, You can email your women's ministry, whoever at DHQ, tell your core officer, whatever. They can kind of guide you through getting subscribed through email to this. But it, it comes out um, how often, Kiri? Is it every week? Yeah, and it's it's actually the examine part is going to be ending soon. Okay. Um, I can I have it all. Awesome. Like, I have all the because it's been going on since like January. So okay, like nine months of questions. So if anybody's interested, I can share some of that with them. Yeah, we can give you that resource. But there was one question that um, I just want to leave you guys with, and it might be something that I'll say it twice. That way, if you want to write it down or make a note to go back to it, I think it's it's good. So this question is, what moments today did the Lord remind me that I am well equipped for the ministry purposes he has for me? What moments today did I doubt my qualities were sufficient for ministry? And a scripture reference for that is Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. I'm going to repeat that again. That's redundant. I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) What moments today did the Lord remind me that I am well equipped for the ministry purposes he has for me? What moments today? Did I doubt my qualities were sufficient for ministry? And I wanted to share that with us. Um, I think there are a couple good reflection questions as we're spending time with Jesus, as we're worshiping, as we're diving into the, to the word. Um, I think it could just help guide us. Uh, that goes along with this theme we've been discussing. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Nate. Yeah. Thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye.